welcome to Life in a Leo. I'm your host, Rebecca Dengro. Hope everyone had a great 4th of July holiday. Did you guys have to practice on the 4th of July or did you get the day off? Who's at gymnastics camp this summer? Did you celebrate a camp? Well, whatever you did, we hope you had a fun day. Today is going to be a quick episode. One of the first big elite meets of the season is finally here. It's called the American Classic and it is taking place this weekend in Salt Lake City, Utah. This meet hasn't really been a very important meet in the past. It was actually more of a test situation that took place at the ranch. But with all the changes going on at USA Gymnastics, this meet is taking place on a podium this year at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. It will be broadcast live on YouTube through the USA Gymnastics channel, so make sure to tune in and cheer for all these amazing gymnasts. I want to talk about the top five things I'm most excited about at the American Classic. First, let me give you a little bit more background and context. The reason this meet is so exciting is because it's the first time a lot of these gymnasts are competing as elites. There are four different competitions that will take place. Today, starting at 5 p.m. Eastern, the Hope's 10 and 11-year-old age group will be competing. After that, the Hope's 12 and 13-year-old age group will compete at about 8.15 Eastern. On Saturday, the Junior Elites compete at 1 p.m. Eastern and the Senior Elites compete in the evening at 6 p.m. Eastern. Since there are a lot of juniors and not too many seniors, some of the juniors are competing in the evening session with their teammates, so just a heads up on that. The senior elites need to score a 52 or better to qualify to the U.S. National Championship meet in August. Uh, I believe that's taking place in Massachusetts in August, and the U.S. Classic, which is happening in a couple weeks, is actually taking place in Ohio. Anyway, U.S. Championships is where the national team gets selected and helps determine who will compete at Worlds later this year. The junior elites need a 51 to qualify for nationals. This is the first of these two opportunities to qualify. For the athletes competing in the HOPE sessions, they're trying to qualify to the HOPE's championships, which is taking place at the same time as U.S. Or the same weekend as the U.S. Classic in Ohio in a few weeks. The way the HOPES qualification works is the top 18 gymnasts in each age group will qualify assuming they score the minimum requirement. So for the 10 and 11 year olds, they need to score at least a 46 to qualify and be in the top 18. And then for the 12 and 13 year olds, they need to score at least a 48 to qualify. Um, and there's some funky rules about like, if not enough qualify in one age group, they might pull from the other assuming they hit that 46 or 48 score. So anyway, just some, some things to watch out for. Also, just to give you a little bit more context as well, at this time, according to the roster that they've provided through the USAG website, there's 35 10 and 11 year old kids competing and there's 37 12 and 13 year olds. Okay, so now that we have the background, let's talk about the meet and the top five things I'm most excited about. Number one, there are so many new elites. Now I'm grouping the Hopes kids you know, when I talk about elites, I'm sort of grouping it all together, hopes and elites, even though the hopes kids aren't, they're sort of like in between. They're up and coming. They've been recognized through the TOPS program as fast track kids to keep an eye on. So these are gymnasts we want to keep watching over the next few years to see how they continue to progress through the sport. These kids have a lot of talent and a lot of time left. The challenge is keeping them healthy and making sure that they peak at the right time. So, you know, this is really early for them. They're young. Just, it's going to be exciting to watch them out there. And then, of course, 
the the junior and, and senior elites. Again, there's a lot of uh, a handful of new kids competing in each of those groups as well that are going to be really exciting. Number two, Tom Forster. This is the first time in his new role as the high performance team coordinator. I think a lot of people will be watching him and his behavior. He's certainly under a lot of scrutiny right now, so I think he has a lot to prove. But this isn't his first rodeo. He had a number of elite gymnasts when he was actively coaching and running the, running the program at Colorado Aerials with his wife, Lori, back in the mid-90s. So he's been in this sport for a long time. You don't just get that title and that position by not understanding how to coach and um, it'll be really interesting to see what he brings to the table and, and what he's learned over the years. Number three, this, like I said earlier, this meet is on a podium. So with so many first time elites and hopes, kids, young athletes competing out there, it's going to be interesting to see how they adjust to competing on a podium. I'm excited to see if they respond well, if with the practice and experience they had at the the training today helped them acclimate to the setting and stuff and, and just how everybody performs just in the spotlight and with this being broadcast live. You know, I think there's a, a lot to, a lot of little things that go into it and it's going to be pretty exciting to watch. Okay, the fourth thing that I'm excited about are the athletes, the gymnasts. There are so many great gymnasts competing in this meet. So not just the fact that there there's so many new gymnasts competing, but all of them in general. Personally, I'm very excited to see the ladies from MG Elite out there. My first job when I moved to the East Coast and was in grad school was working at a gym with Maggie Haney, uh, the head coach for MG Elite. So I'm I'm a little biased, and, and I'm really excited to see how these ladies do. She's got three gymnasts competing, Riley McCusker, Zoe Gravier, and Olivia Greaves. I'm also biased towards the gymnasts from Paramount Elite Gymnastics in Southern California. These ladies have helped out Rebecca's mom leotards by being the mostly um, being the models on our website, as well as Chloe Cho, who competes for Waller's Gym Jam, who's competing in the Hope Session. So uh, Paramount Elite has two girls competing in hopes, and then they have a junior elite, Levi, who is competing as a junior elite for the first time this year, and we're super excited to see her. And like I said, obviously I'm a little biased towards, you know, Chloe and Levi and the other girls from Waller's and, and Paramount Elite, but it's going to be exciting to see how they do. I also am really rooting for the gymnast from Gymnastics Olympica. So that was the gym that I grew up going to when I was still in Southern California before going off to college. The head coach there, Arthur and Arson, their brothers, they were actually gymnasts with me when I was there. So it's exciting to see them now running the program and have a kid competing in this meet. So good luck to all of them. For a really great synopsis on who and what to watch for, you guys should follow the balance beam situation. Spencer writes a blog and he provides a great preview and a bit more detail and insight on some of the key athletes that are competing and what to really look for. So if you're if you're interested in a little bit more depth and perspective on the gymnasts, then you're definitely going to want to check that out. Finally, number five, the fashion. What can I say? This podcast is called Life in a Leo, and of course, what we care about are the leotards. Who's wearing what? What do they look like? I'm curious to see if there are any color and design trends that stand out. I'm also excited to see how much bling people are wearing at this meet. I'm curious if, like, 
you know, because this is sort of the first meet of the season, the bling is mild, and then with each successive meet, so at U.S. Classics and then Championships, the leotards get more dramatic and more blinged out, or do they keep wearing the same one? So, yeah, just kind of something I'm going to be looking for. I'm also curious if teams compete in the same leo, or if each athlete has their own individual leo to match their routines, sort of like a costume to help intensify the performance of the floor and beam routines, and really highlight the artistry. So, again, just things that I'm excited about. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. I will provide links to the YouTube channel and the Balance Beam Situation article on my blog on www.leotard.com. So that's where you can sort of look at some pictures, get a little bit more detail, and connect with us, provide comments, anything you want to share. I also wanted to let you know that we have a limited edition leotard on sale right now with Rebecca's Mom Leotards and Mariah from Triple Full. We're taking pre-orders for this leotard collaboration that we've done with Mariah. If you're new to the podcast or just want to hear it again, we interviewed Mariah earlier this year in episode 5. So make sure to check it out and and check out leotard.com. It's a really pretty, super comfy leotard and I think... It will look good, like it's a universally appealing, just beautiful leotard that anyone can enjoy wearing. And since we're taking pre-orders on it, we actually are offering it in sizes all the way from 5'6 through adult extra large. So if you have somebody that's uh, reached out and are always asking for sizes on the fringe, this is something you can actually get in one of those either super teeny or larger sizes. Like I said, make sure to check it out. Head over to leotard.com. Well, that's it. Uh, Thanks again. Like I said, thanks for tuning in and hope everyone has a great weekend. Good luck to all the gymnasts competing in Utah. Have fun out there. Stay focused and don't forget to point your toes.